0: Hello and welcome to Team Franco Bodybuilding Podcasts. We are on episode number 55. And the title of this one, as you may have already noticed, is Unfinished Business, the Beginning of My Prep Files. So, what I'm going to do is actually go over and try to have a podcast monthly and talk about my Preparation for competing next year. So you'll receive a little bit of insight on what I am doing, my changes, how I'm feeling, the ups and downs. Um, but today I'm actually going to go over why I'm competing again. Uh, you know the reasons. Wh- you know I think I still have something left in the tank you know, the benefits of competing again, and just a little bit more personal. I mean, if you are a follower of my podcast, you have learned my philosophy by now. And if you haven't, pick and choose the ones that you want to listen to over the 50 podcasts that I've done over the last couple of years, and you'll get a good idea about my balance and flexibility approach, but also how I am super competitive And have learned to, uh, how can I say, rein it in and be more mature because of life itself. You know, throws your curveballs and everything. So before I go into greater detail, I just want to thank everyone for listening this past year. Uh, I've had tremendous growth in these podcasts. I've had people reach out to me saying, you know, these have been super helpful. They've learned a lot. You know, they put put them on a good path. And I can actually tell you that I've had one person... Who used these podcasts to help them during their prep? You know, they didn't have a coach; they couldn't afford one. They, they listened to a lot of other podcasts out there. You know, much more or popular people than me, and they just connected because they thought I was more down to earth. So that to me is awesome. Even if it was just that one person, I was like taken back by it, and you know, it was one of those proud moments. You know, this year. So if you listen fantastic please feel free to share them to anyone that you think would be you know would benefit from them I appreciate that because again my goal initially for doing these podcasts was to put information out for my clients because I'll get you know the same questions over and over again from people just starting out so instead of me typing I thought well you know what let me just talk about something for 5 to 10 minutes and then I could say, you know what? Here, listen to this. And then if you have questions, I'll certainly, you know, respect them and answer you because, you know, that's my job. But then, you know, obviously as time went on, you know, topics had changed. Uh, these are really unscripted. I get thoughts in my head, and says, let me just put them on audio and share it with people, and hopefully it can resonate with some of you guys. So thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it. The goal moving forward is to still try to do three on average, maybe four podcasts per month with different topics. I know it's like, you know, the longer you go with these, it's like, what else can you talk about? But I'm going to try my best to put information out there. And that's why feedback from you guys is so important. So, but I am going to include at least one per month about my prep. So let's dig deep and you know the reason why I also want to talk about my experience is that if you're a first-time competitor you can possibly relate or if you are even a veteran or if you are a person that wants to get back into it you know I think this can be valuable for you to relate to what I am saying and possibly learn and help you cope with any of the downs of your prep Um, because believe me just because I've been doing this for so long doesn't mean I'm going to have my down points or my sticking points or anything negative. It's the mentality now at this point in my life is that it becomes, I wouldn't say less important, but I realize and I don't beat myself up as much because, you know what, it's the human body. You can't control it all the time. Life stuff happens, as you've heard me discuss before you just got to learn how to deal. And that is why I always say longer preps are better because these things are going to happen, you know, they're going to pop up, meaning that, you know, if you have to go away for a weekend for work or something negative happens in your life and your diet will be shit or you miss a few workouts, it's not it's going to only be a small blip. But but if you only focus on, you know, I'm going off on a tangent, but if you only focus on those last Three months to get all your shit together to compete, and something goes awry, well, then you're going to freak out even more. If you give yourself six months, eight months, a year, and something bad happens, well, you know what? It's not going to really affect you in the long run. So that's why longer preps is always ideal. All right, so let me get you guys caught up or, you know, the speed to where I am at, you know, physically, mentally. Um, and go over what my last prep was a little bit. I'm not going to bore you with that. So some of you know that the last time I competed was in 2019. It was at the Yorton Cup. I competed in Classic Physique. And prior, more importantly, prior to that, the last time I competed was 2012. So I had a seven-year layoff. Now, You heard me. I had seven years. I did not compete. So back to 2012, prior to that, I did 2009 and 2007. So my mind was in the game. It was part of me where I would compete, take a year or two off, maybe three, do it again, take whatever, do it again. And then I reached a point where I'm like, you know what, how much more can I do? You know, I've won a bunch of shows in the early 90s, the mid 90s you know, won my pro card, my first attempt, you know, competed as a pro, won actual, a class, was always top three or two or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, you know what, let me focus more on the business, you know, don't want to kill my body and, and whatnot, and, you know, I was hitting that age where, where just only because I've weight trained for so long, how much more can I do, so when 2019 rolled around, I was like, I want to do this again, um, but it was like starting over because you learned, you know, every prep that you do, you gather data, you know, you learn, you know, good, bad, ugly, whatever, fantastic, you know, first place, second place, last place, you learn and you take that data, you know, if you're working just alone or with a coach, you then will get better. It's inevitable, you know, if you're smart about it, you'll get better. For the next time that you compete in another year or two or whatever, if it's a smaller time frame. But when you have seven years, it's almost like starting over. <laughs> it really was. Uh, the plus of that is that I was more relaxed. I didn't put the pressure on myself like I did, you know, 15 years ago or whatever, 10 years ago, where I was like, I gotta win, I gotta win, and then you know, it was not the best type of scene from my family or my children being young cuz I was like not setting a good example. But I changed uh and I can tell how I changed because when I was done on stage in 2019 I was like not like oh that's it, you know? I mean, I was on stage for like maybe 6 minutes. And then I was brought out back on stage because I was, you know, I got second place in the high class, and then I went on to the top three for each whatever. So six of us. So another five, six minutes, and I'm like, ah. I mean, that's that's a fact. That's what it is. But I was, not, you know, then and I almost reflected right away. Not that I, I was disappointed, not because of the placement or the time on stage, that it was over, because that journey leading up to it. To me, it was the first time that the journey, the evolution of changing my body to step on stage was more valuable. I had a blast doing it. I learned a lot about myself because I put myself back in the game. You can relate better with clients that are competing. And and that's that's a fact. You know, if you have these coaches that are overweight or out of shape, they can't relate to you if they're prepping you. I'm not saying they can't be great or guide you, but they're not going to relate because they're not in the moment of, you know, being super consistent with their diet, with their training and pushing their bodies to a limit that sometimes is not healthy, but that's another topic. So that helped me as a coach where I was able to relate again to my clients and it was and i was like you know what i am not going to wait another 7 years i mean i'm not a kid anymore my body's not going to respond as well as it used to in the past but i was able to relate again with clients and it was just a wonderful feeling well unfortunately the next year 2020 you know because 2019 was a great year you know, with my clients, and, you know, the load that I had, but then 2020 squashed it all because of the stupid virus and all that. During that time, I, again, like, going back, I was like, I'm not gonna wait again. You know, I thought about competing in 2021, but it didn't happen. 2021 now, late in the year, I Said I'm gonna compete 2022. It's it's gonna happen because the data that I learned from a couple of years ago, I want to apply. And that's the specifics and the type of stuff I'm gonna talk about. And what I learned point blank is that my body could have handled more calories, not as much cardio, or I didn't have to. But again, it was all new to me. So I, I took it to the push, but realized that I really didn't have to because I was not familiar on how my body was going to respond. So that's not a bad thing. I always think after I compete I could have done A B or C differently to look better. And again, that's human nature and most of us are going to go through that and that's why having a coach keeping notes so you don't have to think as much or you work as a team, you're going to nail it the next time. That's that's fine. But I learned, I took my own notes and my body hasn't really changed that much in the last couple of years and I'm more familiar with it. So I am more excited now to step on stage, hopefully next summer, more than ever, only because I have that fresh data, I want to apply it and do what I can. So I can honestly say I'm more excited, I am more amped up, even though I'm pretty low key, at least on social media, to hit the stage again. Because I want to prove to myself that I still have what it takes, that I can still compete on the pro-natural level, that I can make those improvements, that I can learn, so then I can pass that on to my clients. That's the reason why I'm doing this. Um, So after my prep in 2019, I can honestly say I, I... Followed my own philosophies and I did not rebound terribly because my diet was flexible. I was still going out to dinner. You know, I mean, obviously, I reduced the foods, I had more cardio, all that stuff, but it wasn't to the point where I was killing myself and missing out as much. I mean, one of the tools that I think is helpful is that food just wasn't exciting me. You know, I mean, I, I had pizza, I had this, a cereal, bread, all those things you've heard me say, but it, I was not getting to the point where like, oh, I can't wait to eat this. I can't wait to eat that. I'm not saying you have to be that way to have a successful prep, but I that's the point that I reached, and only maybe because I'm finally more mature, or I've been doing this for so long, because I know, you know what, you know, the gates will open up a little bit after I compete. And I could have my ice cream and all that stuff. And it just wasn't that big of a deal. So I think that's a maturing process. So I, I competed, God forbid, I tell you, but I was 140 pounds. <laughs> and one of the problems was I could have carved up more, even though I carved up more than I ever had, where I probably took in like 300 grams the day before. And maybe, you know, I was on the stage early, maybe 150 in the morning. Well, I, I could have doubled that easily to fill out more. That I learned, and that's one of the notes that I took. But because of that, I I was not, let's say, I mean, my point is that I didn't rebound terribly. So being at 140 pounds, I probably didn't reach 150 pounds, maybe three months. You know, obviously I wanted to eat up again to regain my hormones and to feel good in and out of the gym, even though my body... As a whole, probably took at least four to maybe five months to feel normal again. I mean, that's that's what happens when you really push yourself. So I I was proud of that. Now as time went on, you know, I probably got closer to 160 pounds about a year later, and my high weight I would say was 165. You know, earlier this year. So basically a year and a half after I competed. I was up 20, 25 pounds, but that's usually, you know, you're saying, well, that's a lot of weight, but for me, I don't have a fast metabolism, and that's my happy weight, my high happy weight, so being at that high happy weight, I felt good, wasn't worried about food, wasn't, I mean, I was tracking, but to the point where I was much looser at dinners going out, you know, have drinks here and there, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what, I got to clean it up, you know, I I, want to clean it up. So fast forward to now, you know, slowly losing weight. And over the last two months, I'm probably down five pounds, even though my high happy weight was around 162. So I'm floating around 158, just to throw out numbers. And what I've done to lose the last five pounds, where I've made that conscious effort of now wanting to compete, was just to get more active, okay? Because I sit at my computer most of the time, you know, summer I'm more active, but now that it's colder and all that. Uh, and through being more active, what I personally do is just walk on the treadmill. i weight train in the morning. Hours and hours later, usually at night, I just started walking a mile every other day. You know, walking 20 minutes, 3 miles an hour, every other day if I can. If I miss it, it's like no big freaking deal, though. Over the last... Four weeks, I am now focusing and trying again. If I miss it, it's no big deal to walk a mile every day. And it's been helping just being more active. I'm not killing myself, huffing and puffing, not doing extreme cardio with the intensity, but that added activity, that added neat activity of just moving your body burns those few calories, heart health. And again, at my age, it's all good to be focusing on cardiovascular fitness. So that alone has probably helped me, you know, lose a little bit here and there, just nothing extreme. And then with the diet, you know, over the last six months or whenever I reached that high happy weight, I don't know, about six to eight months ago, I started cleaning things up. You know, I know what my macros are for about 80% of my meals. My dinner was looser. Night eating is usually my downfall. So what I've done for the next step was tighten up my night eating a little bit. So as you see, it's a slow transition. That's, that works best for me. If I give myself enough time, I know I can do the slow transition so it's nothing, nothing drastic or it's not like a light switch going on. Believe me, I have clients that can do the light switch. And it's great. They're like, all right, let's start these numbers. And then after their first check-in, they're within five grams. I mean, that's a, that's a great thing. Me, I've always had to be a slow transition. That's another benefit of giving yourself time. Both ways are acceptable. And there's pluses and minuses to both. But honestly, you don't feel bad if it takes you a few weeks to even a couple of months to get into the groove of a new diet. And that's the way I like to do it. Mentally, it's healthier for me. And it's more about chipping away and getting there. So at this point in the game, you know, I set my monthly goals now. And I am really close to nailing it. Um, only because it's a personal decision. It's not that I can't, but I like to do this this way so I also learn and also teach clients, you know, these methods. So that's where I'm at. Uh, as far as, you know, time frame of competing, yes, I have a show picked out that I want to do in August. Yes, I want to compete as a pro. The division is... Up in the air, because last you know, I've, I've always bodybuild, and then I tried classic at the last time I competed. I liked it, but I also missed doing all the poses. But I also thought that maybe I didn't have to get as lean for classic, but still on my warped head, I probably got leaner than I ever have. Another fact, if you're still listening, is that after the seven-year break and being the age that I'm at, I probably did lose some muscle tissue that's inevitable or maybe I maintained Um, so that is a real focus of mine you know I want to maintain and hoping that I don't have to be that same 140 pounds or if I am not lose as much muscle tissue during the process so those things were valuable tools what I learned last time where I'm going to apply moving forward where I'm going to do my best you know, be more focused on what type of cardio I do, when I do it, time of the day I do it, you know, focus on the diet, on the macros that are going to work best for me. So I lose slowly, keep the strength up. Now, the one other thing I'm going to leave you with here is that the first goal for me is to get down to my, what I call my low happy weight. And this is something that you learn from experience of competing for many years. And I think I talked about this before. I'm going to summarize it now. Low happy weight to me is you're at your lowest body weight, but you're still making gains in the gym. And it's a threshold. You know, a few of my clients that I've been with a while, we know this low happy weight, where for me, it's again, numbers, it's not relative to anyone else, it's like the low 150s. So, when I hit about 153, 152, my strength relatively is the same as when I'm 160 pounds. So if if I could squat 300 pounds for five times at 160, I am still hitting that strength. I'm just throwing that number out there at 152 pounds, whatever, low 150s. And then I'm starting to look pretty darn good. You know, the abs are coming in. I mean, obviously it's not show prep stage, whatever ready but i am within striking distance and from what i learned last time and then you know a few years before i competed in 2019 i did prep really hard and i hit that low happy weight things just didn't work out and i didn't compete and then it happened again so i want to hit that point so when i'm at that point then i know i'm in striking distance three to four months out of a show and it's it's game on and it's going to happen so that's the first goal to hit that low happy weight, hold it, be comfortable in your skin, and then you're within striking distance to do the show within three to four months. So that is the first initial step for me. And you know, if I give myself a time frame, I want to be at that point in two months, you know, three months tops. And I know I can do it because that dimmer switch transition is positively moving forward to be lit on, and it's gonna happen. So this is the insight to, you know, my contest prep files. I just wanted to put this out there. I want to be transparent, you know. I want to be able to share this information with you guys who, you know, may be valuable to you if you're first starting to compete. If you are a competitor that, you know, who needs that boost, or maybe you were like me and you just, you know, you're off for a while and you have second doubts about doing it or questioning because you know you're older now. You can do it. There's there's no excuse. If you have that passion, go for it. You know, I mean, there's there's nothing stopping you. And I can tell you that my passion this time around, my excitability, is even more than it was back in 2019 when I competed. I, I, you know, almost to the point where it could be dangerously competitive with myself. Where. I really want to, like, show myself that I can do this again and be better and improve, you know. Because a few months ago, I talked about how I changed my training to the three-day split. And even to this point, for an update on that, I am grooving to it more than ever. You know, three-on-one-off, sometimes I'll train more frequently if I know I'm going to miss a day or if I have to listen to my body, I'll take an extra day off. But I just feel really, really good. And I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, wow, I think things are actually changing. And I'm the hardest critic on myself. Like, you know, we usually are. And this time around, I'm going to take more pictures. (laughs) I don't think I took any pictures last prep. I kept it into myself. Few people knew. But I'm going to show the social media world that you can still do it at this age And when I get to a certain point, yeah, you're going to see pictures, you know, you're going to see more little workout videos and everything, because I want to be transparent for you guys and for myself, because again, the ultimate goal is to help people that are listening. So I'm going to wrap this one up. I yapped a lot. Uh, Hopefully you guys found it helpful and will continue on this journey. I uh, I I I I will obviously have other content as the months go along. If you have any questions or concerns, please reach out to me at fitfranco@verizon.net. That's my email, F-I-T-F-R-A-N-C-O at verizon.net. For coaching needs, for questions, concerns, or anything, teamfrancobodybuilding.com is my website, and you can find me on all sorts of social media. Take care, guys.